same old trouble Villains always knocking at the door Pretty pictures on the page But nothing ever stays the same Thank you, Vandello, and welcome to the Season 7 finale of Graphically Novel. My name is Josh Wasta, a.k.a. Fallout Fieri, and with me, as always, is the not Alan Tudyk. Oh. <laughs> I see how it is. It's fair. <laughs> Look, I come on strong. I radiate power. I can't help that. <laughs> <laughs> and with us, as always, the lovely and talented, our deputy... No, crap, no, I can't remember the deputy's name. <laughs> I can't either. That's it... fine. She's good. Live maker. <laughs> <laughs> She's the amazing one. Uh, it is the Veridessa, Ms. Jennifer Howland. Thank you very much. And it is my distinct pleasure to introduce our guests. As usual, today we have with us a new guest, Megan, and Hello. a returning guest, Roger. Hello. We're Come very, We're very happy to have you with us today. It's Thanks a pleasure to be here. Yes, Roger, coming back after your uh, smashing success on the Green Lantern episode. Uh, oh, thank you. Where you easily could have filled up three times the space. Oh, uh, yeah. We did. Uh, and uh, Megan, welcome. Uh, first time uh, Thank for, this, for this wonderful finale where we will be doing Resident Alien. But before we get into that, uh, Megan, why don't you give us a little history of uh, you and comic books? Uh, well, I uh, got into comic books a long time ago in high school. Uh, I kind of... I. I had a very brief love affair with comic comic books in high school. I, I didn't really know where to go. Um, and nobody helped her. And nobody just, helped me. Because dudes be toxic when it comes to comics yeah. sometimes. And then I met Roger, who was very into comics. Mm -hmm. And we Sweet. dated, and I borrowed his comics. And I got mm -hmm. really, really into a lot of the DC stories. And then I discovered all sorts of independent stuff. And I really fell in love with stuff like Lock and Key. And, oh. Oh, yes. dark tower and, and the dark tower comics i will say the dark tower comics i think better than the books i i i can't argue that except for wizard and glass that's still going to be my favorite uh, okay yeah i i stopped it at, at blame the train I, yeah. I couldn't i couldn't anymore with blame the, uh but the comics are are wonderful um but yes uh, child of the 90s so yes. you you are coming up at the pinnacle of some of the greatest independent and otherwise comic. I, I did. I got really into Sandman. I mean, you know. Great. Got, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Who didn't? Right. Me. Me. Yes. Didn't. Yes. Bear. Bear is the answer. I, I, bear is the answer to that question. <laughs> Tune in next season when we do Sandman. There he's fun. I, I dated a guy who gave me my first, who loaned me my first X-Men comics, and it was uh, Dark Phoenix and Days of Future Past. And we that's, still have those. I'm yeah, sorry. we broke up and I kept them. Yeah. <laughs> we we have a running joke on this show about Dark Phoenix, because Bear and Jim uh, were not comic book people. Uh, at the and, time those came out. Well, in the 70s? I was now born when those came out. I mean, uh, I was alive in the 70s. You but... shut your whore mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but going back and watching or, or reading 70s comics now is a lot different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lots of thought bubbles. Uh, mm -hmm. Lots of word bubbles that are just explaining what the thought bubbles said. Uh, 
look, people were on a lot of drugs in the 70s. <laughs> so, uh, what are your what are drugs. your what are your favorites? Um other than lock and key. Right? Other than lock and key, um I really liked, I mean, obviously I'm married to to Mr. Green Lantern. Mhm. Mm super fan. So, I I really like the Kyle Rayner stories. Um like much to my husband sometimes being judgy. <laughs> you like the, uh, you like the Frank what? Miller run on Daredevil? I did. I like the oh, Frank Born Miller again? run. Yeah. yeah, that one's good. Yeah. One. Um, Dark Knight Rays. Dark Knight. 52. 52. was really good. Awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, today we are going to be doing Resident Alien, uh, which uh, I didn't even know was a comic. Um, I don't know that any of us did before it was uh, a TV series with Mr. Yeah. Alan Tunick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a Dark Horse comic, of which we have only done, like, a handful of Dark Horse comics. And um, really not that old. It only came out in, what, 2011, I think? Yeah. Something yeah. Like yeah. Something yeah. Right yep. Um, yeah, just uh, kind of uh, Peter Hogan, which, again, not a writer that I'm familiar with. Mm -mm. Even Steve Parkhouse, who does the art, not was not familiar with him at all. Um but Alan Moore loved it. Alan Moore, in fact, <laughs> right on the inside cover says, yeah. uh, on the front says, cover. Yeah, says yeah. that it's it it is one of his favorite books. Um, which is pretty amazing. I could see that though. I can now, see Alan Moore liking it. Yeah. 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 Uh the other part of this that's pretty neat is um that this um duo did the dreaming, which was the spin-off from Sandman. Yes. Um, so I definitely want to go back and and catch up on the dreaming if uh you know this was a product of, of these two people because this is a great comic. Yeah, I can yeah. see I can see how you know it really developed into the into the story. Um on our show we we generally try to keep like a little bit of spoilers um off for the for the comic because we want people to go and read it but uh, we are full on for the first season. Talk about anything. We assume that anyone listening to this has watched the whole season. Um, so we're going to start with the comic a little bit. Um, Megan and Roger, was this your first time reading this? Yes. Yes. It was. It was the yeah. first time we read this. I didn't even realize. Um, what did I think? I thought, um, so we, we watched the, we watched the first season of the show prior to this. Then when we when we're going to do this we watched the rest of what's of all the episodes that are available on the second season while we were reading the comic so it was uh i liked the um i liked the art style for the for the comic mm -hmm. i liked the um because it was just a very like well detailed you know like hey these are real people with real shapes and uh and that was kind of cool it wasn't you know nothing was idyllic or um superhero-esque and then um on top of that, it was a, a very interesting style, the way they kind of portrayed um, how Harry is, like, leaning and people are not noticing stuff about him. It's like, when they first started off, you're like, is he just, like, does he just look like that and nobody's noticing at all? And it was kind <laughs> of awesome. Yeah, whereas yeah. the show took more of a bend for showing Alan Tudyk as Alan Tudyk and then occasionally the inform. Like, yeah. there is no human form in this comic. It's no. just no. the alien the whole time, which is great. Mm -hmm. It's very kind of fish out of water. In right. that and I think, I think Sci-Fi went, that's too much for our budget 
to have him be an alien all the time. Yeah, yeah. Right, absolutely. Well, I think they I'm also sure Alan, Alan Tudyk, Tudyk's yeah. facial expressions and stuff, too. Like You can't, you you can't put an actor like that on the screen and not show take what... Take advantage. Yeah, not yeah. take right. advantage of yeah. his, his physical comedy. He's well, the anti-Jared Leto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I gotta say... I think I think that there's a little bit of both, probably more of the FX budget, more 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 of yeah. the FX budget, let and less of you know Alan Tudyk being such a great physical actor, but it sure helps. Well, mm-hmm. and there's there's also time in the makeup chair for the alien yeah. stuff, I'm mm-hmm. sure, because yeah. that's not all CG. That's no, got to so be at least physical, a little bit yeah. practical. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. There's well, no, there's de- there's definitely practical effects that that he does. Like you see him when he's, especially when he's talking to Max at different times. He is that's definitely Alan, Alan's face with makeup on. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah. and like his the the way he talks when it's on, it's like, oh, it's cool. I like that. I like the way that it's just a little different. But it's obviously yeah. just because we had to glue all this crap on his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the. Uh, Roger, that's how you felt. Megan, what did you think of the comic? I like the comic. Um, I It took me a little while to get used to the differences between the comic and the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't think there were going to be as many stark differences. Um, but I, I actually, like, the more I got into it and the more I read, the, the more I, I really appreciated the differences. Uh, not just as, like, you know, like, you know, this is the prototype versus, you know, this is one, this is one medium versus another medium. Or whatever. This is the the first iteration versus what a bunch of money thrown at a screen, you know, production can can do. But I also really liked it just on the sense that, like, you know, I I really loved having Harry be presented in his alien form throughout the show or throughout the the comic. I I think that it was like a really good way to kind of point out his otherness throughout the entire you know the entire storyline and stuff that you know he. I think they kind of swapped it for on the show for for the the physical emoting and everything that Alan Tudyk can do in order yeah. to convey this to to convey the same thing. But I really appreciated the stylistic like weighted that they did that in the comic and how like you could never escape the fact that this guy was actually an alien. Yeah, as that's, the reader. One of, that's one of the things that I noticed in the comic. Like this alien has a PhD in humanity before yeah. he even comes to the planet, whereas in the show they have alan tudyk as a human but he's very like doesn't understand a lot of cultural things and so they made yeah they made his otherness like something that was acted out instead of something just physical which i like exactly yeah which is a choice you make when you have somebody like alan tudyk right exactly well and i loved that he learned like like social cues from law and order. Yes. <laughs> well, which which is taken straight from the comic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these are very minor spoilers, yeah. but but Harry in the comic yeah. even is is a fan of uh, detective and, and murder chong. mystery shows, chong chong. which chong is chong. <laughs> which is great because it does actually in the comic it does mm-hmm. more than the TV show did. Because he's like almost like a uh, 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 murder podcast, uh, true crime, true crime like junkie, and that's yeah. what brings him into a lot of these things. It's not necessarily situations that push him; it's that he is curious 
Yeah. Which I really liked. Uh, yeah. Bear, thoughts on the comic? Um, this is actually one of those rare instances where I wish I would have read the comic first um, because I thought it was a great baseline. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good comic. I didn't think it was an amazing comic, mm-hmm. but that was a really good, solid comic. Um, and after watching the series, I was just like, this is just the comic, but better in practically every way. And I had to go back and double check. Um, the first two series writing credits come straight from the writers of the comic book. Like they're, they're the number one. So basically they did the rewrite for the show. That's cool. Um, yeah. So it's not like somebody just got the rights to their work and just ran with it and did something new and better. They did something new and better. And I'm, I'm down for every minute of what they did. I think everything about the series, though the comic book was good. I think everything about the series was great and better in practically every way than the comic book. I think they took their original work gave it the next revision and just, you know, put it to the screen and made everything. Chad? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know that, Bear. Thank you for uh, for that bit of research that you did, um, <laughs> because that does make the show, for me, I'll, that much better, to know that it was the original creators. To take yeah, it. to actually take it to the next level. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, and I the comic, I love the art. Um, and I didn't realize that it was the same duo that did the dreaming, um, which I, I think I'm going to go back and look at some things. Which uh, might as well just be called The Adventures of Mer Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm kind of in the same boat, but I have a difference. I, over the course of this show, there are situations, and this is one of the most prominent, I think, where I've been able to separate the comic from the show and i really like them for different reasons the comic uh is is a baseline like it's it, it's what you have for a graphic novel but there are some choices i feel work better for the comic um they don't include the kid at all and it's yeah. astra actually that is the like one in a million people that can yep. see through but she can't see through the disguise it's just that his face looks blurry to her, which is great because it's almost like I have face blindness, but only for one person, which yeah. the way that it's described is just super, super cool. And they never put it to panel. It's only described as a person on person interaction, which I, I just, I really dug it. I liked the simplicity of it. I like the like, they concentrate a lot more on small town life in the in the comic, which is different than the show, which like has has like an overarching plot, and there's a little bit of how it's a small town. But the oh, size of the know. town. Every time you walk into the bar, you remember it. <laughs> in, the, in the TV series, every time any time they shoot a scene in the bar, you're like, "This is a small town." Yeah, it's I true. lived in that small town. <laughs> well, the, but the okay. Yes, yes. and no, though, because yes, it's almost like the bar from midnight texas well but <laughs> it's also you also like i felt like i was watching uh you know an offshoot of gilmore girls anytime there was anything with the mayor and his yes yeah. yeah i i just feel like every time they walked into that bar like i lived in a small town or near a small town that had that bar where what you walk the in number and be like, that, for the miners 
the, the 59. The 59. The 59. Yeah. yeah. Or but it was more like, you know, there was the 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 two town drunks. One of them was the woman who was, yep. you know, all, always there at the bar. You know, there was always like half a dozen regulars that were just chilling over in the corner whose names you didn't know. Right. And we're never introduced And we're to never series. going to get to know. Yep, yeah, we're never going to get to them, but they always put the same actors in the same yeah. spots. Right. Also, that bar, for a small town, that bar seems... That's kind of a hip bar for a small yeah. town. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like how people... Yeah, but it, so that's the thing, though. In some small towns, there's only one bar, and so the bar gets a lot of business, and they they get some better stuff. Well, if it's in the Midwest, it's because you can only have as many bars as you have churches. <laughs> oh, so I didn't know that. I didn't know... I grew up on the East Coast. I didn't know that was a rule. Not wrong. Yeah. Not you have wrong. to have at least one more bar than you have churches. Well, it's not. No, it used to be liquor licenses were distributed in these towns in the Midwest. Only in as many liquor licenses as there were churches. Well, maybe yeah, that was well, an Iowa thing, but not in South Dakota. There are mountains. It is not the Midwest. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, uh, moving from the comic because we we do want to keep the suspense uh for the comic there are some great choices it's really fun uh you know i'll give my answer that i'm going to ask at the end of the episode but i am definitely picking up graphics two on uh, i just really enjoyed it it was fun um but getting to the show and just out of the gate is there anyone that could do this show other than alan tudyk no uh i don't know if i'd want anybody else to do it yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if you went back like 10, 15 years, maybe ish, you might get Jim Carrey to do it. No. Maybe. No. no. It's, it's too, um, Jim, that's too much. I, this is going to sound like a stretch, but um, Jim Parsons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I've seen, I've seen some of his stuff like where he's not Sheldon, you know, yeah. uh, he does some really good facial emoting yeah um honestly josh i figured you'd have said Patton oswald for them Patton, i have the same problem that i have with jim carrey and that is Patton oswald uh one of the other ones that i would bring up in the same robin williams if you got him early enough you know those kind of things uh, it's too wait too animated. it's too hold much on. Yeah. hold on can robin williams play an alien i'm not sure <laughs> right right <laughs> uh no, it's it's that they're too much. Alan Tudyk skirts this line between too much and reserved in mm. this role that so many actors I don't think could, and Patton I don't think can. I think Patton gets too excited. Um, he plays it so straight. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, like, Patton, Patton would be like he's he's too pleased with him how clever he is. Right. And that and that does not work because Alan Tudyk was able to to be the butt of the joke, right? And, well, and sincere. Yeah, he's sincere yeah. while also putting on a facade. Yeah, you know, it's it's it because you you don't just have obviously the physical acting is what we're concentrating on, but you have a lot of voiceover work in this. That is where your sincerity comes from. I think that part Pat Oswalt would be fantastic at, but the actual physicality, uh, I think his actions would be too too much. Right, too like, big. Sure. For for too some big. reason, like Alan Tudyk's are subtle. big while reserved. Yeah, they're, he's subtle. Yes, he can, he's yeah. subtle, but at the same point, like he does 
just a hair over what you would expect to give you that oh oh no like yeah. how is no one in this town <laughs> picking up how weird this dude is but like if it were a Patton Oswalt, a Jim Carrey, a Robin Williams, people would be like, that is an alien. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think it's the seriousness that he brings to the portrayal. Like, he's mm -hmm. playing an alien who's serious about trying to pretend to be a human. Right. Which is a lot. And, yeah. and if you make it too silly, it, it, loses the, it loses the humor in it. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. Um... So, first impressions going through the series for the first time. This came out of nowhere for me. I just kind of was like, oh, it's an Alan Tudyk. And we started watching it. And then we were halfway through the season before I suddenly looked at Jen and went, it's a comic! <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> so, um, how did you all come to this? Like, was it recommended or did you just... Like I did, run across it one day, and you're like, "Well, it's Alan Tudyk. I'll give it a shot." Um, I think we saw. I mean, we watch sci-fi pretty regularly, and I think I was. I think we saw an ad, and we're like, "Oh, well, we should definitely watch that." Alan Tudyk has a show. Alan Tudyk has a TV show. We should watch it. <laughs> um, and then I like you know, there's um, yeah, I think that's what happened. I'm pretty sure. Um, but that was like when season one came out. We didn't yeah. like catch up. We were watching it when it started. Um. We had to catch up on the second season because life happens and you're like, oh right. my God, I've missed like five, I've missed like a season, a season of every TV show I like because I've been too busy taking care of everything. We're um, that way with second season right now. Uh, yeah. I think we watched the first two or three episodes. Yeah. And ah, then well, we'll like, make sure not to spoil it for you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're just doing season one in this show. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, Bear, I know we, we drug you into this show. Uh, I, I had no idea what the heck was going on, and then you were just like, "We're putting this on the on the roster," and I'm just like, "What? The, is this like a Superman thing? Is this?" A... <laughs> and then Jen and I voted it high yeah. on our. <laughs> I, I was just like, "All right, well, I, I, I don't know if I trust you, but I'll trust Jen." Fair, <laughs> yeah, totally fair. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, while we were watching it, I was just like, yeah, it's Alan Tudyk. And then after we got done with the first episode, I was pretty blown away. Yeah. I was like, How? They, yes, you you have given Alan Tudyk a show in which he can finally showcase how amazing he is. Um, well, and then it had like the... Where we can curse his sudden but inevitable betrayal. <laughs> I mean, the first episode, the pilot was like, I'm like, is this going to be like a wacky, like, northern exposure police procedural show? Like, what the is this? The answer is yes. <laughs> the answer is kind of. Yeah, and I was, I'm very happy to say that that's the case. <laughs> Patience, Colorado is a place I would love to go see. Yeah. Right. Not, come for the come for the weeds. Stay for the weird, wacky plot. <laughs> so, uh, moving on. Stay past, for the entertaining is Helltown drunk. Yes. Yes. Moving on past uh, Alan Tudyk, the the other thing that I want to talk about is I am really excited about this cast and seeing them pass this show because this is a like relatively unknown ensemble, ensemble of right. people yeah. and a really diverse cast if you look at the comic it was white mostly people. white 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 except for the native american people yes yeah. which, which tie in. kept and was perfect 
Um, but that's like straight up where I had to steal that intro line after he introduced me because I love that cop from the second that he was standing there and he's just like, look, I know I come on strong. I radiate power. I can't help that. And I was just like, lost my shit right there. Laugh out loud. And I'm just like, I'm in. I'm totally in. Folks call me Black Bart. Right? You know, nobody nobody calls Big Black. Black Bart. Big, Big Black. That's yeah. right. Big Black. Um, uh, but yeah, changing, again, changing uh, to a more diverse cast and then leaning into that. So, like, not only do you make the sheriff black, he is the only African-American person in the, in the town. entire town. And that's amazing. Because right. he's, like, way overcompensating. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love his character. Yeah. Maybe. No, he's just, he's fantastic. And then you he's have fun. the super nerdy female deputy that, like, Liv is Baker. the actual yes, brains of Liv the operation. Yep. 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 You know, you know who I really liked? I just looked up his name, so I was trying to remember, because when I saw him in the show, I was like, holy crap, it's the dude from Ghost Dog. And Is it it's Gary, Gary Farmer. Farmer? Yeah. 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 Gary I love, Farmer. I like Gary Farmer. If you need a an, an, uh, Native American actor, he's like one of the three that is in everything. Yep. Um, yeah. So good. Um, now I'm trying to remember if he was the one from Ernest. He was in Smoke Signals. Uh, I don't know if he was in... Smoke Signals was so good. I don't think he was in... Ernest Goes to Camp? He's in Res Dogs. I haven't seen that yet, but... Um... Yeah, that's on my list uh, to check you know, out. He was also in the episode... He was in the episode of uh, The West Wing, where yes, they were yes. dealing with the Native Americans, and they just hung out there in the lobby with the Christmas trees. Like, no, we came yep. here for an appointment, and we're going to sit here until we get our appointment. Yep. Oh, my God. Looking through his, his IMDb is yeah. great. He was yeah. in Tales from the Crypt's Demon Knight. Yeah, that's right. And he was in 23 episodes of Forever Night. Oh, yep. My God. Oh, Hell yeah. Oh, my God. And he was I in The Big Empty, one of my favorite weird movies. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's, he was an interesting, like, but those are, like, the people, those are the people that I, I thought was, that I thought were, like, oh, these are the people I actually recognize. And then um, uh, the guy who plays, uh, the the sheriff um Corey he, reynolds yeah. yeah Corey reynolds the character is supposed to be from dc um the actor's from richmond but being a kid who grew up outside of dc i was actually really impressed with his uh the way he decided to talk and i was like oh that's authentic oh nice yeah. okay he did a really good job of giving him the right uh um uh, idioms and diction. uh and some of the diction he, I mean, he also still sounds like you know, like a Virginian, but there are certain parts where I was just like, "Oh, that's a that's a DC thing. That is a yeah. that is a that is a DC attitude thing." He did it right. Yeah, um, and, and and Sarah Tomko, who uh, is uh, Asta, uh, Asta. Yeah, uh, the only really other credit that I recognized her from is she was Tiger Lily in um, Once Upon a Time. When they finally oh, yeah. got to the whole Peter Pan universe. That was a long time ago. Yeah, that's right. I do remember. That was a yeah. long time ago. And that ago. was bothering me for a long time. I'm like, I know her from somewhere. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. And then uh, Levi uh, Feichler, who is the uh, the mayor, um, has been in a bunch of stuff. But not any, like, breakaway roles. And that's what, I, what I'm saying is, like, all of these actors, I feel, are just bringing an A game mm -hmm. to this yeah. show. Um, 
you know, we just, uh, to refresh ourselves, watched the finale right before this. And, and the scene where the mayor and his wife, like, beat down uh the the uh he and kate beat down the the men, men in black yeah, yeah air, air, quote, air quotes men in black and then like start making out right afterwards in front of the police and everything I'm like <laughs> yeah oh man. god i was dying josh, josh they is sold, all like they fucking sold it right? so they work well. so well together the whole cast plays off of each other so well yes yeah. absolutely i just remember you sitting there just like yep we uh well, how was what was the line you said after that when they were out the door? They're just like they go, they go get. Oh out. yeah, a, a family, a family that yeah. kills, uh, that murders together, fucks together. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, nice. <laughs> to which I followed up with making lives and taking lives. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, you beat somebody down with your goddamn like stand up like lamp like right? corner lamp post um so uh roger to go with your your love of deputy Liv, um she was only supposed to be a small recurring character but she had such a great rapport with Corey reynolds who played the sheriff that they expanded her role past the the uh pilot oh, I'd love to hear that. good for her because I, I mean honestly she's one of my favorite characters in the whole thing yeah yep and speaking of Corey, I, I'm just going to the D because some of this is just fucking gold. Corey Reynolds in an interview said that he was trying to create an Afri African-American character that's never been seen on television. And his inspiration was to create a cross between John Wayne and Richard Pryor. Wow. <laughs> I mean, Success, sir. Success. He's, not, he's not far off. Right? He's not I'm, far off. That's fantastic. I love him. I love that character. I love... I love that that concept. That's yeah. a great way to go about it. Right? Um, oh my god. Like he also uh Corey Reynolds also suggested to the creator that his character should have a cork like beatboxing. And while he was demonstrating it, uh as Amazing Grace, Elizabeth Boa just walked up and joined him. And so Wow. <laughs> and then Chris Sheridan, the creator of the show, went that's going in the show which it did <laughs> yeah it did. but like just that was just an example of their chemistry that he oh was just God. doing something and pitching it to the to the showrunner and she just walked up and joined seamlessly that was ad-libbed yes wow right yeah that's cool but yeah uh just just a really fun cool show um one that i i, I don't know i haven't run into many that's like like this, like just fun. I've been yeah. rewatching Supernatural. It's probably the closest that I have to just something that I'll pop yeah. on because it's just yeah, ridiculous fun. Um, but other thoughts on uh, Resident Alien? I'm really glad we found it. Um, it, like you said, it's 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 very different from a lot of shows that have been out. Um, not just because of Alan Tudyk and and his physical comedy or anything. It's just the they do a really good job running parallel serious plot with a very quirky kind of humor that that just works so well with the cast they have and it's such a refreshing show to watch and i i i we don't get to watch a lot of shows anymore like just our, our schedules have gotten really crazy now that we've got a middle schooler but you know this is one of the shows we always make time for because it's just so 
it's so good to sit down and watch it. it it's just such a, it, it's its own kind of brand of art. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, there is something to be said for a show that on one hand, isn't like high energy, like you don't have to devote a ton mm -hmm. of attention or brain power to it. But at the same time, it does challenge you a little bit. There's enough stuff going on that you're not just like buried in your phone the entire episode. Yeah. And it's stuff that makes you think, you know, it's, it, it keeps you thinking after the episode ends, you know, there, there are ongoing story arcs and stuff that, that are just, you know, they, they, they make the gears turn and they make you think about, you know, what's going to happen next and, and, and how is that character going to be affected by it? Yeah. And then you're also laughing yourself, you know, laughing like crazy at, 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 all of the weird awkwardness and and facial tics and and right. everything that that Alan Tudyk isn't Alan Tudyk as an alien, you know, like freaking the crap out of a little kid just because he figured out that he can see him. Actually, right. by the way, can we talk about Sahar and how amazing she is? Oh my yes. god! Like oh my she god. is she is my favorite character. She's I adore bad. Sahar. You can't tell him all the good things about Sahar because it gets. Sahara has an even stronger presence in season two. But oh, she's wow. just such a no-nonsense, yeah. like, amazing, like, mini-adult. Yes, she's... Yeah. I feel like um, she's going to be the next Black Widow because, you know, she's already, like, duct-taping cell phones to the underside of cars after she pretends to get run over. <laughs> right? Um, which, is, which is awesome because she's so... Like, making her a comic book nerd was so amazing. Right. Especially since, like, they, they beat the shit out of two people. And she's like, <laughs> you guys are like Daredevil and Black Widow. Which <laughs> is such a callback comic book. Like, Daredevil and Black Widow haven't really been linked since the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> so she's been around for a while. She's been reading them uh, for a well, while. Right. See, in Secret War, though. Um, oh, my God. You nerd. <laughs> well, actually. Secret War was pretty fun. Um, <laughs> um actually. Um... Actually, Josh. Um, <laughs> but yes, the, the, the actress's name is uh, Gracelyn Awad Rinke. Um, and I also knew her because she did a lot of flashback scenes in Legends of Tomorrow, which is one of my, I love that fucking show. Uh, but she there's a character named Zari, and she always played her younger self. I, I really enjoyed Legends of Tomorrow. So um, I did too. I got into it because uh, that's where Constantine went. So I had yep. to go and do the backlog, it's, and it's, uh, it was worth it's it. It's bad. It's good. It is. It is bad good. It is it's, pretty much, and, and excuse me, uh, I'm not trying to start a fight, but it's kind of how I see DC. It's bad good. Oh, <laughs> wow. 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 All right. Womp, womp. Uh, womp, womp. Although um, we'll see We'll see what the James Gunn era does for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is that what hope feels like? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thanks, um, guys. I appreciate you uh, ruining the things I love. But <laughs> we're not um, ruining them. DC and Warner Brothers are ruining them. Hey, they're, they're not they just, ruining them. Hey, we're just walking all over of, them. The head of DC film just left. We'll see what happens. I know James I've, Gunn is the replacement. I'm just trying oh, to, you know. Then this could be great. Yeah, just, um, they just did the interview with Rock, the Rock after Black, Black Adam, Adam came out, and he was just like, "This is this is the new beginning of the DCU," and I'm just like, "Oh, so all that stuff that we just we just had to sit through." Yeah, um, they they yeah, actually, that's coming up in a second. 
Hold that thought. Hold that thought. <laughs> uh, but, um... You mean I didn't have to sit through the Snyder Cut? No, you <laughs> did. Yeah, we did. We talked about it. We did talk about it. Uh, we had to. We had to see it. Yes. It, it had to we did not it. need to see it in black and white, no, though. Yeah. Right. And I still kind of want to. No, we, did not, we did not. We, we did really not watch did it in black and white. <laughs> I already watched it a couple of times. I didn't need to see it a third time. So, uh, Megan and Roger, will you be continuing to read this comic? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm not right. moving on. You go. Okay, fine. Um, I was just going to say that, like... I just um, feel like that whole thing was just an Iowa nice four-way intersection where y'all just kept waving each other. <laughs> oh, oh. Um, Roger's an honor honorary Midwesterner. Oh, um, but I was going to say, um, I actually want to read more of it to see how it diverges, how they're yeah. different, um, and enjoy them because they each kind of have their own flavor. Yeah. Yeah, so absolutely. Yep. That's where I am too. Um I I, I want to keep watching the show, but I also want to keep reading the comic. Um because they they are both great yeah. in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I, I'm really interested to see how because because the, the first uh comic book um does is very demonstrably different from the show. Mm -hmm. I'm really interested to see how that develops and how the the differences, like the original storylines progress versus what we're getting on the show. Agreed. Bear? Um, I really enjoyed the comic. And like I said, I, this is one where I would have rather have actually read the comic book first because I feel like the TV show is just an evolution of the comic book. Um, that being said, I think it'd be really hard for me to go back and continue reading the comic book having all of this great TV series that I know is just literally just, like I said, the revision by the authors. Well, you're the media guy, so. Yeah, I'm just like. Ah. And so you are interested in continuing I, the show. I, I would, I'm absolutely interested in continuing the show. I would probably be interested with, in continuing the comic, but it's going to be one of those things where it's just like, you know, maybe when the show's done, like, then I'll go back and read the comic. And just because I know you don't have it, is it worth the $6 a month for Peacock for you to uh, catch up? It might be, at least for a month, just to just. You're you're home one night. You're like, it. I really want to watch Resident Alien. It's six dollars. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, I've paid more for worse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Take a look at my Voodoo account. We see things killing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jen. Um, I I enjoyed the comic. I'm not sure that I would seek it out. It's good. It'll um, be on our shared drives. So. Right. Um, but uh, I am definitely looking forward to checking out more of the show. Um, you know, that said, I did enjoy the comic. Yeah, it was a um, good, solid comic. Yeah. So definitely not um, putting that that media aspect down but i do love so <laughs> i will i will be watching that show. that's just a man much like brendan fraser just yeah just needs yeah. to get more roles yeah. and if people have not seen it uh we discussed this on the peacemaker episode oh i was gonna say uh, control because God. then you have both brendan well, fraser yes. and, and alan but if yeah. you do not know and you did not listen to our Peacemaker episode, Alan Tudyk's wife is the uh, choreographer that made that yes. fantastic <sighs> opening sequence for Peacemaker. Yes. And uh, John Cena was not available the first day of practice. Uh, and so there is video of Alan Tudyk showing everyone the dance. 
Right. And she because made him do the pandemic. dance. Because yeah. during the pandemic, he was sure. the person that yeah. she used to just see how it would a look physically. Yeah, well, a non-dancer doing yeah. it. Um, which is amazing. Um because when but I need yes. to stand in for John Cena, I choose Alan Tudyk. That's right. <laughs> yeah, those body types are totally similar. Uh, so much. So, uh, Megan and Roger, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm going to have you stick around. Feel free to make comments. So we have a little bit of a uh, little bit of end of season uh, paperwork to take care of. Um, <laughs> I have some numbers that I've compiled. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Uh-oh. That Bear and Jen do not know about. Uh-oh. Um, do I need a fresh beer for this? Probably. You can pass me a fresh beer for this. Oh, well, they're in the fridge. What, right? You just take that oh, one yeah, right there. Right I actually still have so most much. of a beer left. Ooh, Sackhorn. Ooh, yeah. Lovely. New Glarus. Lovely Wisconsin Oktoberfest. That's right. Jealous. So, um, we have done, this is our 86th episode. Wow. Um, we have been at this three years and two months. Oh, cow. Um, so and if you were to take years and two months, if you were to take all of our episodes except for this one, because I obviously don't know how long it's going to last, and listen to them all, it would take you eighty hours and fifty six minutes. Whew, that's a paycheck, boys. <laughs> wow. We uh, our highest uh, downloaded episode was Justice League, which nice. was on. <laughs> <laughs> Our second is Avengers, uh, which is our first, our first episode, episode. which yeah. really, really makes me want to re-record our first episode. Right? We should go back and do some revisits. We're, we, we've completed the Star Trek right? like grouping, so I think we could go back and do some revisits That's right. at this point. Uh, number three is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Go, Ash. Uh, uh, I, I attribute all of that to Ash. Number four, somehow... Is Warrior Nun? Because <laughs> <laughs> that show was fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> oh my and god! And didn't get a second season for some reason. Uh, oh my of god! Of all the things that we watched that deserved a second, and all the things that we watched that only got a season, like that was that was something that deserved better than it got. And number five, and I'm I'm telling you, we we get big spikes every September. Is our V for Vendetta episode? That was of course. Oh, yeah. serious. That was Harnwell, if I remember yes. correctly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That was a really um, great episode. To date today, we have had seven thousand six hundred and eighty-four downloads. Nice. Um, and obviously, the United States is our number one demographic. But I have the next five. Oh, this so is going to be entertaining. Who wants to start guessing? Australia. Australia's on the list at number five. <sighs> Ding! Well, I got Canada. The Canada is number two. Come on, Green Lantern. Oh. Germany. Oh, uh, Germany's number three. Okay, wow. So we have uh, one in four left. We're, we're, this is family. Brazil. Brazil is mentioned this once in the top before. five. You mentioned this once before. There is somewhere in like uh, Eastern Europe, and I want to say, I don't think it was you. Was it the Ukraine or was it somewhere else? We do have some downloads from the Ukraine as recently as this week. Actually, wow, which is great weird. and uh, uh, support for the Ukraine. Yeah. By the way, yeah, uh, yep. stick go, go, all go, the go sunflower. Blue. Yep, see, yep, stick all the sunflower seeds in all the pockets. Right? No, just stick them up the Russian asses. So number one is the UK. Really? And number four is Greece. Oh. We are big with the Greeks. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I'm, I I'm not going to. I do have friends that live there. <laughs> Put Windex on it. 
they didn't put Windex on things, but I do have friends that live in Greece. And I so, do have friends that live in the UK. I'm, I'm surprised not Ireland. Simon, you're not falling the, down. Not in the top five. Simon, Mary yeah. Louise. <laughs> I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to scoff at any of those, but that's, that's it seems like a very eclectic mix. Yeah. No, uh, and uh, just barely not making the top five is Israel, by the way. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. So, yes, Graphically Novel has gone all over the world. And uh, on on that note, uh, there's going to be some changes to our programming, which we warned you about at the beginning of the season. Um, this is, uh, so this episode uh, will be the first week in December is when this episode will drop. We are going to be taking a sustained break um whereas we will kind of just do what we want to do moving forward um we've been kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel on our our list because there's obviously a very finite list yeah of comic books that have been made into either tv series or movies and we draw the fucking line at r.i.p oh god oh my god (laughs) (laughs) which is getting a sequel listen listen, we should have drawn the fucking line at bulletproof monk but no Bulletproof Monk was actually fun. <laughs> that was fun. That ended yeah. up being a fun episode. Well, but Speaking we'll of which, also... I still have your paper bag sitting <laughs> at my, my house, and I totally forgot to bring it over. But also, I think it bears um, sharing that we're also going to reserve the right to do multiple episodes. Right. So on a on a, a, on a single property. Yeah. On a on a property, right. if if we feel like it needs it, you know. Right. Some of the ones that we already know are uh, that are in uh, in the hopper. Are um I, I will be doing a Spider-Man We're episode. We're gonna be doing our favorites. Everybody yep. gets their favorites. Bear will be doing the Hulk. Jen will be doing uh, uh Sandman since that finally had a season. And, finally uh, had some. Had some TV love. Yeah, well, okay, and I guess if we're gonna like maybe sort of fudge a little bit on our format, we might see some Ultraman. Ooh. Might, yeah, might see and if we're gonna fudge on some format, then we might just pull in Dune, the Dune <laughs> yes. graphic that just yes. came out recently. Yeah. So you may see some things that are new. We also will not really have a designated schedule. Uh, Graphically Novel will just surprise you in random off weeks. It'll show up in your feed. So make <laughs> sure that you have your favorite uh, podcast app to to just alert Love, you. Subscribe, all that fun stuff. Yep. Yeah. Or just, you know, go to our Facebook page because I'll still put stuff up when we're about to release. So um, this has been a hell of an adventure. It's in hell of a seven seasons. Uh, and it's going to continue just in a little bit of a different form because after next season... Season nine on will just be whatever the fuck we wanted Listen, to. It's thing, like we're rich. The other, yeah, right? We can just do whatever we want now. That's right. Um, so you may the see other some thing James that we still Bond. Have to, oh, yeah, James Bond. We've yeah. been having that discussion, too, because Josh fought me on that one a little. It's like, no, 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 it was a book. No, no, sir. It was a comic it for was. a very short period of time before they started writing books about it. Right. But... You know, season nine on, it doesn't even need to have been a comic. We can do yeah. whatever we want. We also so. still, at some point in time, have to have the last, and I, I would make the sign of the cross, but I should really just make this sign right here. We're going to make the big S sign because oh, we so have right. not done Big Blue yet. Yeah, Big Blue might might have to come at some point. Uh, we Ew. might have to do Superman. Ew. <laughs> phrasing? Oh. Are we not doing phrasing? Superman is coming in Supergirl. Uh, <laughs> gross I want uh, but yes that that is kind of what we look like going forward 
Uh, and... Not that you can see us, but... Right. A quick addendum. We actually, after this episode, had a recording uh, over at Rec Conversations where all four of the Graphically Novel crew were there to give a little bit of retrospect and looking back on our scheduled shows uh, so far. So here is that clip from Rec Conversations. So um, we're going to end this with a little bit of uh, a bittersweetness for those who do not follow our Facebook pages. Um, we are going on, the, we'll call it a hiatus. Um, this show takes a lot of money, time, scheduling. Um, and in a post-pandemic world where we're all the same as everyone, trying to catch up with the lives, the two and a half years worth of life that we lost, uh, we find that there just is scheduling is is too much um so these shows are going to come out kind of just when we want so there won't be another season of either graphically novel or Rec conversations but there will be when we can get together and a guest has availability we'll go record we might record longer episodes and then break them up um but the next time you hear a Rec conversations uh will probably just be because somebody has approached us and said, I really, really want you to explain this, or we find something that we really like, and we've been telling a friend about it, and they're like, eh, I don't feel like reading it. We're like, what if we just explain it to you on a podcast? <laughs> um, so that will, uh, yeah, that that's kind of what we're doing from now on. Um, so please keep us in your feeds. Uh, Obviously, check the Facebook page. If you don't, uh, we will we will still be posting. You don't, we will hunt you down if you don't check the Facebook That's page. That's right. <laughs> uh, we will still have uh, amusing content on there that is comic book related, as you know, it is a fun audience that we know is there. And we are nerds. And we are nerds. Um, but I have asked every host um, to kind of bring with them a favorite memory or a recommended like favorite episode that they would recommend uh that people listen so um i will go first i will say um really just the the uh going back and listening you know between how we are now and our first episode which i went back and listened to today all the way back to Avengers. The first one I listened, I went back into oh Jessica Jones. Yeah, that was the one that the first one that all three of us were on. But I feel like we've come a really fa- long way in understanding um, recording and understanding how to explain things. Um, going to a longer style, bringing a guest. The second season was a winner. Um, we realized just after the first season we couldn't do this without Jen being the third, you know, secret sauce in there, and always bringing Ew. a guest kind of adds a lot. Um, so, uh, the recommended episode that I have happens to be the one that has most downloads, uh, for graphically novel, it is, uh, Justice League. It was a painful experience to go through it, <laughs> to actually have to watch both cuts and make all the notes, but I feel we had a lot of fun with it, and that really, really shines through. Um, Ret Conversations... Uh, for me, probably my most fun um, was House of X, Powers of X, which <laughs> we've talked about before. It is an X-Men story. It's wildly confusing, but I had a sense of accomplishment going through that because I don't feel that I understood House of X, Powers of X um, <laughs> before I went through and had to systematically break it down right, um, and then explain it. 
and I feel that I have put something out into the world because Hickman's House of X, Powers of X is so important right now if you are an X-Men fan and you want to read anything that's occurring right now, you have to understand House of X, Powers of X, but it's such a difficult step to get there. So I feel like we put something out in the world that's like a primer that somebody can listen to and then go on on with their lives to enjoy what's being put out now, which is very, very good X-Men content. So yeah, those are my recommendations. So I will, uh, since this is a rec conversations, I will move it to Leia next. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, for, for, for graphically novel, of course, like anything that I guessed it on, I think we are, are my favorites. Um, I really enjoyed being able to babble about two of my most favorite characters, uh, three actually of my most favorite characters in the world. Um, you know, Black Widow, Captain America, and Wanda Maximoff respectively. Um, and there was a fair amount of Bucky in there too. Yes, oh, of course, there always is. Uh, Captain America is an inclusive uh, title and not just uh, Steve Rogers. Ah, gotcha. Um, <laughs> there have been multiple Captain Americas. They are all wonderful. Um, but um, yeah, I think those are those are my. I, I was I really enjoyed being able to share my uh, my joy in all those characters with you guys and and uh, uh, you allowing me to to babble endlessly about them uh, was was a very nice experience because I will talk anybody's ear off about those characters if given the chance and you gave me the chance so thank you for that. <laughs> Well, and I have you on the short list to bring you on for the She-Hulk episode, because I feel like Jennifer <laughs> Walters could very quickly become one of your favorite characters as oh, well. Oh, I, I loved, I loved every moment of that show. It was, <laughs> that it was show was magnificent. so good. Yeah, right? It was, yeah. it was. That finale was so magnificent that I pulled a friend of the podcast, Adam Witt, into the room and made him watch the last 10 minutes of the show despite him never seeing any of the prior episodes i was like you don't need to see any of the prior episodes to enjoy what's going to happen here that's um, right so yeah it was really good that was every <laughs> but, bit of that show was just yes it was um and then and then for for right conversations um we've had so many wonderful guests and we've done for every plot line that we've done that was just fucking horrible um we've done some really good stories some of some of my favorite stories um and um i think kind of you know for for me i always say that the the penultimate episode i think uh for me is the the two-part episode of civil war part two featuring uh mike Tomasek, um because it is such a fucking journey to watch this man roll in and be like i fucking hated the first one and i'm gonna fucking hate this one it's gonna suck and by the end he had to take a break so he could cry about what was going on in the story yeah it was, it was a beautiful experience to watch him slowly become more and more invested in the story and be like well wait is miles okay you know like yeah. it, it just it was so pure and so good and so perfect um i think that that really uh is kind of the uh the the best possible example I, I think that 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 I can have about what this show is like about right is like you're you're like well I don't know I don't know if I care about this all that much and then you deeply deeply care <laughs> much like wrestling this show is predetermined but not scripted <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it, it's it's really good but I mean we've had 
like I said, we've had so many just really great guests, you know, people who've had a lot of fun, you know, we, Ryan Ike was a wonderful guest. We, mm-hmm. you know, Royal, obviously you've been here twice and, and we can't thank you enough for that. Oh, um, you know, so we've had, <laughs> we've had, we've had so many great, great folks on, I, I can't possibly name them all, but like, it was a really good experience to, um, to just sit and chat with people about comics. And, and that's, you know, at the end of the day, it's what I like to do. <laughs> Alan Purcell destroyed a perfectly good friendship. He sure did. You, Over 20 uh, years. 20 years of friendship just by, <laughs> by making you do Secret Empire. Mm-hmm. Oof. Uh, Oof. <laughs> he felt bad about it too. Like after he was like, oh, I'm oh, sorry. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. But man. <laughs> That's brutal. That's just brutal. Yeah. It was one of those things like I was pissed off when that storyline started back in 2017. And <laughs> And I was like, well, maybe with the, you know, sp- the span of time, like maybe it's not as bad as I, or maybe they fixed it somehow. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Nope. 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 Still it actually was worse uh, with, with a slight bit of age on it. Um, <laughs> so. It, oh, especially when we started diving in deeper and finding out that there was actually an alternate cover where Magneto was in a, in a Hydra outfit. Yeah. 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 It's just, uh, Ooh, terrible choices all around. That's a um, bad look is what that yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I mean, like, you know, there was also, um, you know, original sin, which was a lot of fun. Um, there was, um, God, there, I'm just, there's, there's so many that were, that were excellent. We did, um, Arkham Asylum. Arkham Asylum was so good. That was so fun to, to do. Um, and we had the perfect guest for that. That was the Ryan Ike episode. Um, Mr. Miracle, one of my favorite comic book stories, I think of the past, easily the past decade, um, was, was, that was just a joy. And that was with, uh, with JR. Um, Transmetropolitan. The Transmetropolitan episode was also great. Um, yeah. You know, so like, just I can't. You know, there was it was a it was a good experience overall. And it was Mr. And, Jason Taylor. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and Dawn with Dawn was hilarious. Um, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will point that out as a recommended episode just because that was fantastic. That is three women <laughs> listening to me talk about a book that was important to me when I was in my late teens in the late nineties, and them going, "Do you see every bit of how problematic this is?" <laughs> I am. I'm actually currently reading uh, "Still Just a Geek" by Will Wheaton. And oh, it yeah, is yeah. it is his book, Just a Geek, that he wrote in 2004 that he went back to and annotated yeah. to talk about how he's grown as a person and to be like, that's homophobic, that's <laughs> problematic, that's, you know, I, I made this girl a punchline in this story because I thought it would be funny. Like, it's really eye-opening to go in and have a writer, like, swallow their pride enough to be like this is who i was then i'm better now that is pretty much the entirety of the dawn episode yeah <laughs> yeah like the the things that just do not age well yeah uh, especially from the 90s what a crazy time um, yeah right especially in comics like i know that there was certainly stuff that i read when i was like a teen i was like this is like really deep and meaningful and moving and i look back at it now and i'm like oh bitch what <laughs> open, open johnny the homicidal maniac i dare you oh, no thanks 
I, I would prefer to remain ignorant of what that was like. Uh, I'm going to go to Jen next because uh, Bear, Bear was with me from the beginning. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I have a lot <sighs> of um, favorites. And I just want to just call out a few that were my favorites just because the, the, the property was my favorite. Um, and, and the addition of the guests just amped that goodness for me. Um, happy. Happy, which we didn't have a guest. I have happy in my notes yeah. as a favorite memory of mine because you were so goddamn excited about I it. I <laughs> love that. And I just want to also say I was on another podcast to talk about happy. I have talked <laughs> about happy on two different podcasts. Happy was also the episode that we found out we should not record twice in a day while drinking. Yes, I that's very that, true. No, that was Legion. Legion was is next Although, on my list. You, yeah, <laughs> Legion is on my list too. But if you go back and listen to Legion, I don't know if you re-edited, re-edited that or what, but it, no. we don't sound as bad as I know we were. <laughs> like I was just listening to that one today. Too, Keep in mind, first and second season, I went through and removed us. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, no, I, but I also removed us slurring our words. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like editing a, a half-hour episode for the first couple seasons actually probably took me three to four hours per episode. Oh yeah. I which is why I stopped it. doing that entirely. Yeah. Um. Also on my list, Atomic Blonde. Great. Um, Legion, I, Legion, I just mentioned, and Tank Girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there was an episode we did that has stuck with me, and I don't think it's because of, you know, because it was my favorite or what have you, but Road to Perdition. I find myself thinking about that movie and comic a lot, and I don't know why. It's just stuck with me. Oddly, it keeps coming up in conversations that I have recently. Isn't that weird? Yeah. That's so weird. Okay, but my recommendations for people who want to go back and listen, fucking V for Vendetta. I think it's one of the best episodes we've done. Yes. It's so good. The guest David was Harnois, yeah, that episode. amazing. I think the first yeah. time we had him on the podcast, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I really amazing. enjoyed listening to that. Yeah, for sure. That was a really good yeah. one. We get, for um, some reason, spikes in November if people yeah, listen to that. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> sure um, and then uh, Lock and Key. Oh, yeah. They are. And Scott Pilgrim versus the World with my brilliant daughter, Ashley. Yeah. Who <laughs> we, I, I think we've done ourselves a disservice not having her back on oh, the show. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Well, also, we we... It, that also kind of blossomed into us looking harder at Edgar Wright as a director, yes. just uh, ourselves as a couple. Right. Because we just recently watched Last Night in Soho and Jesus Brilliant. fucking Christ. Brilliant. Have, there was a time in my life, I was going through a particularly rough time and for reasons I can't explain to this day, there was a period of time in my life where the only film media I watched was just Scott Pilgrim versus the world on repeat. Mm. Um uh, I can't and, blame and, you for that. I still go back to to that movie. It's it, brilliant. What a great film. What a great film. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I don't care if you if you didn't like it, don't don't email me, don't at me, just you know, leave me alone. Go on with your life and leave us all alone. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to hear about it. You're not about it. You, you can scroll on and just be done. Yeah. Yes. Um oh, it's so good though. Yeah, such a good movie. Um, but moving to Rec Conversations. Um, I think one of my favorite was Wicked and Plus the Divine because I 
love that comic oh, so yeah. much. Oh, so yeah. much. But I'd also just like to say one of my favorite guests, I mean, I love all of our guests, but one of my favorite guests is Jesse Letourneau. Oh, yeah. he's great. And was- he just always is so thoughtful and has a really a lot to bring to an episode and to wreck conversations. Just like when he pulls the cord, some of the questions that he asked, I would be like, holy cow. I, <laughs> I have to remember every time that we've had him as a guest that like this man is a theologian and he's going to yeah. ask some questions. Yep. Uh, not necessarily about the comic, but about life. Right. Universe, and uh, the, you know, the, the inner workings of the mind and all this stuff. And I'm like, bro, like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's Me- just... <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm the guest that talks about Smurfs. That's all right. <laughs> it's okay. We gave you Smurf content. Yeah. You said Smurf. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Jesse, I straight up asked a couple of times in the last episode with him why God allows suffering. <laughs> and yeah. he will answer you. Yeah. He'll yeah. Get- and then he started. And I was like, oh, shit. You, you, <laughs> sir, have made a mis- tactical error. Yeah. You <laughs> fucked up. You <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> but I think that. The, both shows have really further illuminated for me the people that we have in our lives are really fucking awesome. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I and I've even gotten to experience and meet people like I did not know Jesse or Ryan Ike um, that well. Uh, Michael Stout Garrity or uh, the, oh Patrick, yeah, yeah, Patrick Patrick Stout Garrity. Um, was recently on an episode and haven't spent a lot of time with him outside of like years of LARP where we just he's, knew. Yeah. He's one of my fake husbands. So, you know, well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're pretty close. Um, you know, but even people that, that I have known, uh, we just had uh, Tony Van Dyke, who is a coworker that I've known for years, but we did Red Sun with him and some of his insights and just getting to joke around with him was great. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Jason Taylor probably is our is our most uh, our, our most frequent guest. He's the uh, going to be the the SNL jacket uh, of graphically <laughs> novel productions. Yeah. But I mean, again, does does research? Allison, uh, his fiance, always does research yeah. coming into uh, a lot of these. Troy, you know, Troy Espin, yeah. who comes, comes with like with pages of, of nine yeah. pages of notes like, yeah probably, arguably the most well-researched guest we've had on the show right yeah. or or well but people with just tons of intrinsic yeah. knowledge anyway like that was david yeah. harnois with v for vendetta oh, he yeah. knows that comic front and back in that movie front and back yeah right. so he was able to bring in a bunch of insights just anyway if we didn't name you here it's not because you were not Oh, uh, it, because this like was, I said, I yeah. every single guest that we have had on this show has brought some like some magic to the episode that yeah. we couldn't possibly manufacture between the four. four well, years. and I'm still getting Delabor uh, just sent me a message yesterday <laughs> saying if you haven't watched the new season of Warrior Nun, you need to because it gets <laughs> even more ridiculous. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, this furthered my appreciation. Like, I was reading graphic novels and reading comic books, but I wasn't paying attention to what was coming out week to week. I was waiting on recommendations. This has really rekindled my love for a lot of, like, graphic novels and things that are going on. I probably have, like, three or four ongoing series that I will f- actively follow 
and then go and pick up graphic novels for just because I really, really enjoy them. Um, but yeah, and, and I probably have a conversation every other day with somebody who now reaches out to me. And I have that, you know, Justin Stacy and I probably talk uh, several times a week um, about new comic book properties or, hey, did you see this? Or, you know, you got to check this out. And it kind of really stemmed from having him on, you know, he's been here, you know, and I hadn't seen him since college. Yeah. You know, and, and we have built entire relationships that really were just kind of like, oh, hey, you want to come be on this dumb podcast? <laughs> well, even 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 current guest Royal. I mean, I, I yeah. we live very, very far apart and I, you know, we don't get to see each other very often as a result. And it's it and does it, we got to see baby Hudson before it is, this yeah, uh, show. It was right. such it is such a pleasure always to see you and to hear from you and then getting to meet your, your, well, last time you had, we had you as a guest, um, Hudson had not been born yet. Um, no, so I, was very, I was very excited to meet him and I finally got to meet him uh, through zoom today, which was just uh, really heartwarming. I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it, um, <laughs> but, uh, but it's just such, it's, it's such a nice, it's been such a pleasure, um, you know, having, having you not once, but twice Royal. So thank you so oh, much thank, for thank you so joining much. us on this adventure. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It really is it's such a pleasure. And it's just so, so insightful. You guys, you guys have so much knowledge about the, the material. Um, <laughs> we try. We, we don't take it really, really we well. <laughs> <laughs> and now the, the guy who this, none of this would have happened if my wife had not gone to one of my very best friends and said will you just get him doing this fucking thing so he's doing <laughs> something we literally well we walked out of the hotel room that morning and that was we were was we, were, we were at the food truck thing yeah, yeah Des in Des Moines. Des Moines. i had thrown Jason out my back and, and i had been having back spasms all weekend walking around des moines trying to drink my back spasms <laughs> away because oh, there was geez. no no way i was going to get muscle relaxers and we were driving there and you were just like so Josh really wants to do this podcast. And I was in school at yep. the time, and I'm like, I do not have the time yeah. to do this at all. Could you please? And you're like, <laughs> would, you, would you just, could you, you just want, and I was just like, Jen, nobody wants to hear me talk about, nobody wants to hear me critique shit. And yeah. I was like, and it turns out I was right. You'd <laughs> be surprised. <laughs> um... But yeah, that's basically where it all started. We were driving off to meet Jason and Allison, who were already at breakfast, and we're just like, well, actually, we were just about to leave, but we'll hang out if you're going to show up. Yep. <laughs> so that was how this whole thing got started. Because originally, I was going to be the stupid fool that was editing, yeah. spending these hours and hours <laughs> editing all these episodes, and um kind of glad it turned out the other way. <laughs> yeah, I've learned some shit. <laughs> Um, but oh, the memories, you want to talk about just the stuff that we've done. Um, I was going back and just kind of flipping through episodes, like, especially from season one and season two, because it's been so long since we talked about any of that stuff. Um, and so one of the episodes that I point out to, um, and I apologize to the people that I was just like, um, yeah, if you want to hear me, you know, like air my dirty laundry on on air for the world, you should go listen to the Runaways episode. Oh my God, and yes, because that was the all audio on that is such garbage. I apologize, Chris. Um, yeah, but um, we also said some things that I don't, I don't know if you remember or not, um, like how you were talking about how the MCU had painted itself into a corner at the end of <laughs> Endgame. <laughs> 
and that uh, that was probably just going to be the end of it, and that they weren't going to move on from there. And I was just like, oh, well. <laughs> I still feel that way well. a little bit about some of the movies, but I stand very corrected on all of the TV series. All of the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was actually where I think the first time I voiced uh, my opinion that like the tie-in cameos were super important for me in, in maintaining the extended universe. Um, yeah. We talked about Matt Murdock coming in to defend like cloak getting arrested from cloak and dagger yeah and it was just like yeah you know it would be really cool if just like matt murdoch came in and it was just like hi i'm your lawyer and it wouldn't <laughs> even have to be the same actor it could just be matt murdoch you just, you know, they just gotta say it's his you know hi my name is matt murdoch um as far as shows go there were so many things that like actually probably had almost better memories watching some of this shit together than <laughs> actually talking about tales it. Tales like, from the Crypt for sure. Tales from the Crypt. Oh my god. Uh Legion and Happy. Um Swamp Thing, how we started oh. off loving the series and then how oh we turned god, into loving yeah. to hate the series. That series, the directors for that series, uh, I'm going to uh guess that it was directed by Elon. <laughs> <laughs> started off amazing and then took something that I loved so corner. much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the wonderful things like introducing, uh, Jen to things that I'm sure she regrets, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew it existed. I just chose not to watch it. <laughs> I remember when you were sitting there watching it in your living room and you were like, no, no, please, no, no. All right, I'm leaving. I'm just leaving. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I like crap things, so I don't know why I didn't, you know, enjoy that more. I mean, for if it, if it helps any, if it helps any, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were kind of my gateway drug to reading like non-Archie comics, right? Like, cause I started yeah. on Archie comics and then I was, I, I don't remember exactly how I found Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and all that. So that was like my gateway drug to reading like big, big girl comics, I guess. Mm. Um, so I have an abiding love for them, but I do also respect that they are deeply weird and probably didn't age well. Haven't gone yeah. back to check it out. Don't, <laughs> don't really want to, to be quite yeah. honest. Well, <laughs> it was also, it yeah. wasn't. I was too old for them when they came when out they came originally. Out. Sure. So yeah. I have zero nostalgia. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. I, mean, I was an all actual of child. you. Yeah. All of you who love them, it's all nostalgia. Oh, okay. yeah. It And so. 1000%. Yeah. So, yeah, I just, there's no way to get that back. Yeah. <laughs> or get that if you never had it i should say sure. not get it back <laughs> um but there were so many just like the memories i have about just some of the weird shit that i had no idea was a comic book like like happy legion i kind of peripherally knew was x-men atomic blonde atomic blonde tank girl old boy for the love of god oh, old boy my god and going to that episode we did watch both versions and, and then read, read that, the manga oh. and surprisingly such a different story in all three mediums and i loved right? them all yeah i did yeah but still fucking weird yeah <laughs> um, warrior nun which got re-upped for another season don't know how don't know why but i'm just gonna enjoy it and be done with it, it apparently is amazing right um the spirit yeah, it took me so long to convince you to watch, like, years, I tried to convince you to watch The Spirit, and then suddenly we're doing this comic book podcast, I'm like, Josh, Josh, The Spirit was a comic book. This is a comic. Mm. Um, and I, I, I have this written in my notes, and I can't believe that at this point in my life now I can say this, 
Um, Winona Earp, which I feel might be a Jonah Hex replacement. Yeah. And I would have never had the wherewithal three years ago when we started this shit to make that statement. And now I'm just like, hmm, almost like a connoisseur. Like, do we think that maybe Winona Earp is a... Is there a replacement for Jonah Hex? <laughs> Winona Earp is still a show that every once in a while we'll be flipping through and I'll be like, I'll just put on an episode of Winona Earp because we haven't finished it, yeah. but we're very slowly are like, oh, fuck it, it's Winona Earp time. Yeah. And we'll do one or two episodes and be like, okay, well, we'll see you in a couple months. Yeah. <laughs> again, it's something, it's not, it's not really good. No, it's, it's like supernatural really levels yeah. or, or like like we said on the episode, it's Midnight Texas. Right. It's it's enjoyable because it's ridiculous. Yeah. And it doesn't take itself too seriously. No, no. not even close. No. Um, I, do, I do love the actress that plays Winona Earp. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. I love most of the actors yeah. that are in yeah. that are in Winona Earp. Um I'd have to say though, I think my favorite memory overall from just the whole run was the mass of people that we had sitting here to watch the Snyder Cut. <laughs> yeah. Um, and me sitting pretty much in this exact same chair in this exact same place, so you had the TV in a different location, and going, "Fuck, when is it gonna end?" <laughs> and then Troy from fucking left field going, "Hey, don't forget, we still haven't seen the Joker yet." And me going, "Fuck!" <laughs> can can confirm that that conversation happened. <laughs> yeah, it more than one time that yeah. night. <laughs> In fact, one regret that I have is not recording like a riff tracks of us watching the fucking Snyder Cut because oh. it was, yeah, it was a thing. Oof. I mean, I watched, I watched the first two hours of Batman versus Superman and then left and didn't feel like I missed anything. Like I didn't <laughs> even finish the film, fair. but I, but I finished the film. <laughs> the film finished me. In Soviet DC, film finishes you. It did. I like stood up, like just kind of, you know, brushed my hands together, and I was like, well, I'm out of here. <laughs> Time to hit the dusty trail. <laughs> We're done here. I've seen all I need to see. Good day to you. Right. I said um, good day. <laughs> it's hard to say, like, favorite episode. We had so Yeah. yeah. Um, I loved, I loved just about every episode that I sat in for. I think actually pretty much every episode I sat in for, for Retcon. I mean, it was really enjoyable to be like sitting there like with me and Luke when we did World War Hulk. For the second time. For the second time. <laughs> and, uh, the, uh, I, I had to love to hate um, All-Star Superman. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just so hard. Like, we had so many episodes that were... That were if we loved it, we had a good episode. Or if we hated it, we had a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> like Dark Phoenix is still actually one of my like higher up favorite episodes, just because I just got to rant about how much I hated Dark Phoenix. I feel like our well, the ones that we hated, those were the longer episodes. It seems or like. If, or <laughs> if we loved them, or if they were just weird. Because I think what's our our longest episode? I think is from Hell, isn't it? It's over two hours with Weez. Is definitely our longest comic. Uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Through, what did we get through like six of them or something like that we were just like listen we're done <laughs> um but one of my favorites because i got to sit and, and jaw jack about justice league was our longest episode at two hours okay batman was next um from hell was actually only an hour and a half was it only an hour and a half spawn was, was an hour 42 oh my god oh. Um, last <laughs> wonder woman yeah <laughs> but yeah i have i have real toss-up between like 
you know, From Hell, Dark Phoenix, Howard the Duck. Ah. It was just hilarious. Um, Watching Howard the Duck in 2020 draw there. Oh, God. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. I'm embarrassed to admit it, but that was I, I thought that movie was great when I was a kid. And I have zero interest in going back and watching it as an adult because I think I would like to peel off my own skin. Uh, Do you remember how many duck boobs there are in that movie? Oh, God, no, I don't. Oh, no. Leia, 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 just stop. Don't, don't think about it. Don't, don't think, think about, about it. it. There's, there's, at least, there's at least three. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be 57 tits up there. <laughs> Only God, yeah, no, I, I wore out. I wore out Steve of Steve Martin call back there. Yep, love Steve little Martin. Steve Martin call back there for the youngins. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. I was with. I was there with you. I don't know. It's really Thank hard you, to Royal. But yeah, but no, Howard the Duck. I I wore out a VHS of that when I was a kid, and I went back and watched it a couple of years ago, and it does not. Hold. No, 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 not at all. No, 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 no. And I don't know why I was allowed to watch that while I was a child. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, there's the a hell? bunch of shit that we all watched as kids that as adults were like, man, it was honestly a different like, time. Howard I mean, like, works like, in a brothel. In my defense, I was unsupervised. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> but I feel like even as a kid, that was a weirdly horny movie. And I remember being aware that that was a weirdly horny movie. And yeah. now again, as an adult, I don't really want to go back and see exactly how horny of a movie it was. You feel me? Yes, I yeah. do. Because I watched Porky's with my parents. <laughs> oh, God. I have wow. I've done that. I've done that. That is awkward as yeah. fuck. Although not as awkward as watching a Girl with a Dragon Tattoo with my father. Oh, I, no. I was watching uh, Stripes, I think, with my uncle at one point in time. And I remember, just remember him going... Oh, oh well, too late now. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Taxi Cab Confessions with your father. <laughs> that was amazing. At, at one point in time, I recall. So my mom and I used to since for like since I was old enough to remember. Really, my mom and I used to watch like horror movies together, right? Because I was really into horror. My mom is really into horror. She's the one who ostensibly got me into horror by osmosis. Um, and so we would, you know, make it a blockbuster night, go rent horror movies, whatever, go to family video, you, you know, whatnot. Wow. What a difference. And we, we rented a movie starring Alyssa Milano called, I believe, Kiss of the Vampire. Kiss of the Vampire, where you see her boobies. Oh my. I was about 11. I want to say like, I might've been a slightly older, but not somewhere, somewhere in the like tween age. And it was unrated and I didn't think anything of it. And I sat down to watch this movie with my mother and it was uncomfortable for people who have not seen it at home. Uh, Kiss of the Vampire, the plot basically revolves around Alyssa Milano needs to lose her virginity or a vampire will uh, bite her because she has virgin blood. So she has to go out bone or the vampire that's like stalking her will eat her or whatever. Not an appropriate yeah. movie to watch as a tween. Not an appropriate movie to watch as a tween with your mother. <laughs> yeah, it's the last 10 minutes of the Jim Carrey movie Once Bitten, but not a comedy. Yeah. And stretched over an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> it's so bad. Yowch. <laughs> Any other? I mean, how do you sum up? Oh, no. I mean, how do you sum yeah. up and we will keep word. adding. Like I said, there are episodes that will still do. It's just we will not plan them ahead of time yes. or have a, a release schedule. I mean, <laughs> there's still like my favorite line ever, which is, you know, me stopping the whole podcast and going, wait a minute, 
why isn't Black Bolt black and Leia yelling at me from the other side of the microphone. <laughs> you can't, you can't, ask, ask, you can't ask people Bolt why they're not, not black. black. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask people why they're not black. <laughs> oh, oh and I just remember like sitting there in the back of my head going, but if they're white, I can. <laughs> They are the Moon Knights. Their leap is beyond all virtual measurement. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, uh, until we meet again, everyone, uh, we will be releasing the last Graphically Novel episode, but it was recorded before this um, next week, and that we Resident Alien with Roger and so Megan McGrady. Watch that show. Oh, excellent. Uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun times. Yeah. Um, and, and watch the show, because really there's... Alan Tudyk at his Alan Tudykiness. Uh, <laughs> that show, as we will talk about, does not work without Alan Tudyk in the main role. Yes. Uh, no, no, sure doesn't. Nope, not at all. Uh, but until then, and for the last time, take it away, Vandello. Oh!